Diarrhea. I'm setting the bar awfully low. Titus O'Neil keeps running directly into that bar. Get him off my TV, get him off my TV. You make me very angry. The man who has a better IQ than you, the awe-inspiring JC. You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far up Vince's No, butt. no, no, no. Oh, you are no, such no, a no, suck no, no. You, you are. defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This is the Chopper Knocker Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Jobberknocker Podcast. As always, it's the man that was drafted to Raw in the very first round, Nestlemania. And of course, side by side with me always is the man that was drafted in the last round of SmackDown, JC. <laughs> you wish, baby. Monday Night JC, I believe, and we did the draft uh, because I am the A-Show, Mr. Monday Night. Woo! So, I, I, you know what? If you want to call me Mr. Fox, that's fine. I'll take that Fox money. No, you you had it before Fox. Then they fired you and then got Fox, so. So I Bischoffed. Thanks. You're Bischoff. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we had a big uh, we had a big week on uh, Friday and yesterday, uh, Monday. If you're listening to this, it was Monday, uh, where the WWE shook things up again, again and again and again. Although they stayed with the format, so the format of the show today might actually be a little bit different from what you're listening to normally, because JC is a honker for uh, good old drafts. So we're gonna go in depth, in the weeds, get a uh, knee deep, arm deep in that draft pool, if you will. Yeah, so obviously to set it up, the rules were same as last year. They do uh, SmackDown. They did four rounds on TV. I believe they did six rounds on TV on Raw. They split up all the superstars into two different pools. So when people go, oh, my God, how come Bailey couldn't be drafted to Monday? The disrespect. No, you stupid motherfucker. She wasn't eligible to be drafted Friday. So she went in the first round Monday. I saw a lot of people tweeting that. I'm like, you guys even try. Y'all suck. Dumbasses. But moving on, I digress, neither here nor there. Uh, SmackDown kicked it off. The first round, we're going to run through it, and then we're going to talk about it. I think that's the easiest way for you guys to follow it. So, do-do-do-do-do-do-do. I'm trying to do the ESPN draft music. Huh. Can't do it. Uh, the number one pick this year in WrestleMania was Drew McIntyre, so no change there. Reigns went number two to SmackDown. So, there you go. Literally nothing changes. We talked Next about stop. this very We talked about this very quickly. Yeah. They, this whole draft should have been without champions. Really. I, I, with the exception of the tag yes. team thing that you laughed at, which we're good to, but, you know, it just feels <laughs> yeah, like, no, well, this is nece- unnecessary. I think going forward, if they set the parameter where the only superstars that aren't eligible to be drafted are the champions on each brand, because I think that would lead to some exciting story, like building up, be like, here's the big SmackDown tag team title match. Like, if this team wins, they're guaranteed to stay there. And then maybe it'd be like, oh, Fox is really rooting for this team because I like this team better than this team. I think that would be more exciting, but whatever. They like the bullshit. And also, uh, very quickly, they didn't have that giant monster in the boardroom this year screaming for, <laughs> for picks. I the, forgot about the boardroom. Yeah, the boardrooms. They were great. They didn't have the boardrooms, but that's okay. It's probably better hey, that way. Social distancing. The NFL couldn't have it either, you know? So Yeah, that's true. Uh, next up, Asuka went to Rod. No change there. but And obviously, her business went to Rod. But the big... Takeaway from round one on SmackDown was the Monday Night Messiah is now the Friday Night Messiah. Seth Rollins to SmackDown. Yeah, I mean, this was definitely something that was long overdue. He definitely, I think he's been on Raw almost his entire career. His entire career. So having him shake things up and and, and put a new, uh, you know, slab on it is is better to me because I was watching it going great. This is this is great because it's it's Fox. And uh, especially with some of the trades they make later in the day or, or on Friday and Saturday, sorry, Friday and Monday, well, I guess in the weekend as well. 
you know, Seth Rollins is that guy, that staple, that the uh, the guy you want starting your show, ending your show, you know, cre- creating new stars as they did with Buddy. So I think he's going to help, well, maybe not help a lot of people, but he's going to help enough people while he's around. So well, it's going to be interesting, too, because um, we're like, oh, maybe this gets him away from the current storyline. Nope, they all came with him. We'll get to that later. But obviously, Seth is going to be going away for a little bit uh, sooner rather than later. So it'll be a very brief stint to start off SmackDown. So I'm I'm assuming he's just going to finish up with what he's doing now, go away. But I think when he comes back, it could be very exciting because him and Reigns haven't really like locked horns in a while. And I think there's a lot of other guys on SmackDown that like at Daniel Bryan, that could be fun with Seth Rollins. So I think there's a lot of good things uh, going from there. But Nessa Mandy, we're going to jump to round two now where we did have some bigger shakeups in this one. AJ Styles, the first pick to Raw. Once again, he literally just got traded to SmackDown. Right back to Raw for AJ. Yeah, you know, Heyman showed up on SmackDown. He doesn't like Heyman, so he probably has to be shipped to Raw. That's really what came through my head. And, I, you know, it's hot potato with AJ Styles sometimes, and I don't necessarily uh, appreciate that. I mean, AJ Styles versus the Mac, if that happens, would be entertaining, I think, to a certain yep. extent. I really will talk about later. Uh, the, the Seth Rollins-AJ interaction to me was like, you know, Dom talked about it too. That was good stuff. Uh, so, you know, it's it sucks because there's certain, there's certain instances of this draft where I went, oh, if they had only just left that person or that team there, we could have had this, that, and the other thing. But... These guys probably, you know, men and women have been sitting in a, in a boardroom trying to put names up, trying to make all the sense of this. So I assume that they've done way more work than we have. So uh, we have to just put the uh, the trust in the brain trust, I guess. Yeah, I think it's one of those. This was kind of an easy one, I think, to figure out. Like you mentioned the Heyman stuff. But I think Styles, like with what he's doing right now, he makes a lot more sense on Raw. And also, like, he could revisit the Randy Orton feud that we kind of got away with last year. So I think there's a lot for him to do. A guy like Keith Lee, I think, would be interesting. Uh, there's a lot more for him to do on Raw. But next up, uh, we had four straight picks all involving women. Sasha stays on SmackDown. Obviously, continues with Bailey. No change there. But Naomi and Bianca Belair, whoop, flipperoo, Naomi to Raw, which I think is interesting because a lot of people have been clamoring for her and Oscar for a long time. But I think the big one for me, Bianca Belair on Fox on SmackDown, it's her time now. They're going to be pushing her to the moon, I think, in the next year. See, so you're also burying the lead. I believe... On this program, I, I even talked about it on the JK, uh, the thread, the job and her thread with the boys. I would love to see Naomi take that glow away, get some dark colors, maybe put some gold on her, her t-shirt, her baby. business, ladies, yeah. women's champion. That's what I want to see. I think that she's she's clearly a champion. She's been a champion. She's got that championship swagger. No more I'm a may-yay-yay-zing. I think it would be more You're not serious. You're feeling the glow? No, I want it to be serious, brother. I want it to be good. I think she's great. I, if she... If she doesn't do the gymnastic routine and does a little bit more of the uh, aggressive side that she can show, I think this would be a step up for, because I hate, I, there's nothing worse. And it, it comes, and you guys always make fun of me for this. I hate watching matches, and Naomi is one of them where everything seems like a dance. Like everything seems like, oh, that well, didn't hurt she somebody. Was a no, 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 I'm just saying, but there's like, there's like, there's no, there's no selling or pausing yeah, no, and agree. stuff. I so I, I think I that having her get that difference. To maybe getting part of the the hurt business will be an A plus for her. I could see her being a huge asset to that, as well as being you know seen in a different light. No, no pun intended with the glow thing, but like she could be seen in a different light here. And I'm very excited for her because she needs to break away from the SmackDown stuff, get a whole new identity. And I think this is where hopefully you know we're going. They're 100 going there because MVP tweeted that immediately uh, about Naomi. Like he was very interested, and also like if you look at Retribution WrestleMania. If they're going to do a Survivor Series match with the Hurt Business, there is one female still left in Retribution. So the Hurt Business is going to need a female to match up. So like you said, slam dunk home run. To round out the second round, tag team champions Jackson Baszler 
stay on Raw. They can go on either show anyways for the short term, so not much to talk about there. But we head to the third round, and this is one that got me surprised because this was a guy I thought would go overlooked. I thought he would be headed to SmackDown, but no. Ricochet, first pick for Raw in the third round. Doesn't matter to me. Doesn't it matter. Should. Did you watch it on Monday, Nestlemania? Did. I watched watch it on Monday. I watched it. That was my favorite, favorite thing of the week. First of all, you put him and Cedric in a ring together, and you're telling me that this is going to be it. He's either going to be in the Hurt Business, or he's done with the Hurt Business. So I'm like, okay, good. This is good for him. But what he did, Nestlemania, in that match, vintage Eddie Guerrero, it is one of my favorite things to do in wrestling. I'm glad they don't bust it out all the time. But the way he sold it, where he just kind of fell, Nobody fucking flops better in WWE than Ricochet. Ziggler and Ricochet. Like, I this is why I love Ricochet because he's a fucking he's the fucking man. He's a gem. He's special. This pick told me that they have big plans for him going forward. We're finally gonna get back to the Ricochet that I love, the superhero. Hopefully, a little less talking, but I'll take it if I get my Ricochet matches. Are you disappointed that he didn't join the Hurt Business? Because I'm, I'm, a, I'm honestly, I think it would be. I saw him wear the gold chain a little bit, and I'm like, oh, maybe that's an omen. But they caught me, they got me. But I just, I think there's more of an upside to Ricochet being a little bit more grittier. Like he's just, he, like he is flashy. That's what he's meant to be. He's the ultimate babyface. That's why it's hard. Like I did want to see it like you. We we're talking with our boy Ben, who like remembered wrestling existed. For the first time in six months, and start texting us all these things like he hasn't watched in a year. Yeah, uh, listen but, to the knocker, Ben. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> but it was just one of those things where it's just like I wanted to see that, but at the same time, like when I saw the draft pick and I saw what they did on Monday, it's like okay, if Ricochet isn't going to be in the hurt business, I'm glad to know that they're going to be investing in him again because I really like Ricochet. I probably always will, whether they treat him well or not, because he brings something to the table that literally no one else does. So. Let me ask you this very quickly. He's definitely not going to be a world champion right out of the gate. He's not. No. So he, even if he, here's the other problem, if he wants to be a mid card championship, who's holding that U.S. title? Yes. So that's the but problem. But it's one of those things. I it's I'm okay with it because on Raw with the extra hour, it's easier to push a single superstar not involved in a title picture. So I think they can pull it off, and I think they will. I think eventually, yeah, he probably will get to that U.S. title again. But it might be once Bobby is long beyond it because. Raw, you notice, like, the guys they picked up from SmackDown that we'll get to, especially on Monday, there are a lot of those mid-card single superstars, so I think we're going to get a lot more different types of feuds, and with that influx of talent, there's a lot of ways they can go with a guy like Ricochet now. Here's open. Next up, Jey Uso stays on SmackDown, so nothing changes there. Mandy Rose, who got traded to Raw, stays on Raw. And here's my biggest issue with this draft. So they're allowed to draft tag teams together. Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke are a tag team. But instead, Dana Brooke doesn't get drafted to the next round. So Raw wasted two picks on one that could have used one. But whatever. Mandy Rose's third-round pick deserves a stud. Next up was the big one for you, Nestlemania. Because you were like, yes, Seth is away from the Mysterios. With the fourth pick in the third round, Ray and Dominic drafted to SmackDown. I was so angry. So <laughs> fucking angry. You have no idea. You literally have no idea, JC. Like, I'm sitting there going, great. Like, they stay on Raw. Maybe they can have a thing with Murphy. Maybe Murphy and, you know, Dom can be a stupid tag team, whatever. And then I'm just like, the the here's here's the thing that, that drove me insane. They show the graphic, and then they cut to them being like, yes, we get to be a thorn in Seth's side still. You know, <laughs> like, like, like a big hug and stuff. And he's like, we're going to get him. And then Dominic's just like, I agree, Dad. I love you. Hug. And it was just, oh my God. It just, it, it, in a nutshell, explained to me what the fuck is going on. Like it, it is, 
It is they a just continuous... moved the storyline from USA. Yeah, I know. To Fox. I that's know. All, that's what they did. You want to know why? Because see later supplemental pick on Talking Smack. Murphy was drafted. To sure, of course. Because so. <laughs> we got to move the whole Jerry Springer bunch yep. all over. And so yep. here's here's the other issue with this is like I, I thought it, not that I have an answer for this right now, but I'm thinking to myself, what other Fox properties are they going to try to shop this thing out to? Like, what type of synergy are they going to try to put here and try to put Seth Rollins on some random Fox show where? You know, um, do you remember those segments they were doing for a while on? Uh... The uh, on uh, Jesus, I'm blanking on the show backstage with that Rachel Bonetta. Mm-hmm. This sounds like a therapy session. I wouldn't be surprised if she gets brought into this whole situation. So don't you worry. I'm sure Fox is excited to stick their forks in this one. Oh, Jesus Christ. So uh, next up, Nestlemania, though, I think uh, we have the steal of night one of the draft. Last pick in the third round, Ross selects Miz and Morrison. Miz on Monday Night Raw has always been a slam dunk. Because now you're gonna, I think these guys are gonna have even a bigger role with that extra hour. They already had huge roles on SmackDown. Don't get me wrong, but there's a lot more potential for the Miz and Morrison on Raw. So the other thing too is if we just talked about synergy. The Miz has the Miz and Misses showing back up in November. He's also USA, got, baby. He's also got that Cannonball. Uh, so you know he's got some shows uh, in the NBC Universal uh, conglomerate. I guess is the best way to say it. And, you know, they love him. And then, of course, he made the joke with the, we'll talk about later, I'm sure, about the Miz TV or the, um, excuse me, the dirt sheet, uh, where he moved everybody but Otis uh, to Raw, essentially, because <laughs> he's the Mr. Miz and he can do whatever he wants with his friends at USA. Um, but I just want the Miz to be world champion one more time. And I know it's probably never going to happen, uh, but he deserves it. He does so many different things. And I think on Raw, as you stated, another person that's credible for the Mac to go after uh, or, or for to be attacked by um, two people. Two people. I don't. I, I don't think Do- Johnny Drip Drip is really that uh, that big of a deal. But that's fine. So here's here's my one. Faux you don't, pas. but a lot of people do. Here's my here's my one faux pas. Right. So when we were on SmackDown, we had the Miz and Morrison doing their raps, doing their great music videos. I just wanted to have the Miz and Morrison <laughs> and the Street Profits have a program where they could talk about how hard they are and how street cred they have and all that stuff. And then the Street Profits just annihilate them with their words. I would, that is, we talked about not having the Street Profits against people that were, in my opinion, equal or greater than them. This, in my opinion, would have been equal or greater than for the Street Profits to have a huge W, a huge feud with, because right now they've been, I mean, they've been, I mean, non-existent, essentially. They're in a Skittles commercial. Well, they That's existent. it. They, they just have nobody to fight because they're so awesome. No, yeah, sure. Media, whatever you want to say. You just created the perfect segue for me because to kick off round four of the draft, Obviously, the New Day, we're going to talk about this later, returned and won the SmackDown Tag Team titles. With the first pick of the fourth round, Ross selected the New Day, but without Big E, because the very next pick, SmackDown takes Big E. So, yes, storyline-wise, I think this is great. Big E's reaction, I thought, sold it. The stuff earlier in the night with him kind of, like, not looking super excited about the tag team, all of that was great. But, again, this is another issue I have with this draft. How fucking stupid is USA? Like, you get like you literally they had to choose not to pick Big E instead of picking all three as a unit because they were allowed to. So that is where like the logic of like in the flaw of this draft, it goes out the window. Like it, that bothers me. But for this one, like obviously I think the outcome is going to be good for everyone. But at the same time, I'm just so torn because I'm like, you're dumb, USA, you're dumb. Yeah, look, I mean, we know that there's big plans for Big E without, uh, you know, our, be- our boy Ben saying, put the Langston back on him. But, you know, whatever. Uh, I don't think that's big happening. Big E's fine as Big E. I just yeah, Big that. E is a big letter. I mean, that's really what he is. Uh, so, yeah. he, you know, I'm excited to see where Big E goes. I think if he wins the Royal Rumble, everybody will be shocked. I doubt that that's going to happen, but I would love to see it happen. Hashtag uh, JC's hopes come true. Yeah, you know, I think him versus Reigns would be a lot of fun. 
I think that'd be great. Um, I just, there's something, here's, here's what it is. And, and this is where I'm going to get the haters and everything. I oh love boy. the new day. They clearly have, uh, you know, great stock in the company. They can clearly do a bunch of different things. They're amazing. They've got YouTube's, uh, shows, they've got sponsorships. They can do all these random things they want to do because they're, they're their own little machine. They can do whatever they want. They can print money. Um, but the same song and dance for this long, I want to see something different from the New Day. Just a little bit. Not not terrible. Well, you are. They're splitting up, baby. No, no, no. I know that. I'm saying, like, the continuance of Kofi and Xavier, I want to see where that goes. I want to see if they can put something different together. That's all. I mean, this is the first time they've really had uh, them, I think, as a, as a unit for a long period of time, it seems. Yeah, because a lot of the times when they were defending the titles, it was actually, remember, it was Kofi and Big E who always won them. And then when they added Xavier is when they lost, so... I do like it. I think Kofi and Xavier is a really good tag team. And guess what, WrestleMania? It's a real tag team. I know. When they're splitting everyone else up, at least they technically did split up the New Day, but at least there's two of them still together. Next up, Dana Brooke goes to Raw. Again, waste of a pick. Could have had it earlier for free. But here's another one. Mr. Money in the Bank Otis, a last-round pick on TV, stays on SmackDown. Again, Fox is stupid because they could have had Tucker for free here, but didn't take him, which... Granted, yes, they used it as a missed storyline, but it would have been more effective if USA drafted Tucker before Otis got picked, because then you would know the Miz actually had influence. Instead, Tucker was just left on the pile, and USA grabbed him on Talking Smack. Angel Garza, last pick on uh, the TV draft for SmackDown, though. Yeah. Yeah. So overall, you know, your, you, your the, thoughts? The Lethal Lothario, I think. Lethal, I, we, we agree we like Garza, right? Oh, sure, as yeah, I know we do. I think he's a guy that we can see once he eventually gets on his own now that he's away from Zelina and Andrade, I think he does have big upside. I just think that, there, again, this is the kind of thing that you need to do. when, And this is my biggest takeaway from, from drafts in general. It's fine if you move somebody to a different show, but it is not enough for me as a fan. If you're going to take somebody and take them in a certain round, especially on television, that implies to me that you need to take them as they are and enhance them in a different way because we've seen it just because they face somebody new doesn't make them it uh, doesn't give me enough as a fan to go oh good like they're gonna give this person a shot that's not enough for me anymore like the new day i want to see something different garza has to change something about him whether it's his look his swagger some something needs to happen with him so that he can get a little bit different because he's got that Zelina CN stink on him where they just couldn't get anything done. Yeah, but I will say this about him, though. I agree with you on, like, aspects of other people. Like, the draft is only step one. you got to follow through. But I think, like, a guy like Garza is, like, we fully haven't... We've seen this character for a little bit now, but I think this character's good and has been the best part of the Zelina boy storyline. So I think allowing him to spread his wings a little bit, as he is right now, I think he's one guy that probably doesn't have to change too much. Maybe a little more serious. But I don't know. I think his character is about right where it needs to be to succeed. Just for him. I agree for other people. But I think for him, like I agree, like a guy like Ricochet, like give him something a little different. Like and maybe maybe Monday was the start of it. Sure. You know, maybe he's going to have a little bit more of an edge. But right, we'll, we'll see. see. Supplemental picks. We kind of talked about them on the way. Who the fuck cares? They're not good enough to be on TV. They're not good enough to get our words. Ooh. So we're going to jump to Raw and WrestleMania. Yes. That is not with no disrespect. That's a shot at WWE. So on Raw, right off the bat, boom, first pick, big shakeup. They've been teasing Roman Reigns with the Fiend and Alexa. Ah-ah! He's going to Raw. First pick, the Fiend is going to Raw. This move made sense. The Fiend has always made more sense on Raw, but I was just kind of surprised to see it here with the groundwork they were laying with Roman. But the Fiend's on Raw, and it looks like 
someday we might have him in the Mac. See, that's the thing that bothers me too, is just like we did this whole like random walrus puppet. Now we're never like to be continued indefinitely. Like it just to me, it's like I know that they had an idea, and I'm sure the Jay Uso thing became a better idea in the crux of what they were doing. But Jay I just... Uso actually said today in an interview I saw before we got on that it was meant to be a one-off, but they liked it so much they decided to do it again. Right, and so which I think is a mistake, but I get it. No, I, I and I you know it's funny as I, I'm sure. You know, Reigns probably had to go to bat again and say, like, this is my family. I feel comfortable in this era to do this with my family, and it's fun. Uh, and, you know, not that the, the Fiend isn't fun. It's just you paint yourself in a certain corner in a certain way with the Fiend, and it's just— They can do that anytime though. They yeah. can't do Roman J. Uso anytime except for right now, yeah. so that's why I get it. And I, I get that, but I just—I I hate the—and and, and, and we all deal with it because we're all fans of this. I just hate the the dropping of something without any type of explanation. Yeah. It's and frustrating. I, it is frustrating because it's just like—and we'll get to this too when, when, when you bring up a certain person in the draft that I'm going to go off on, but—and um, you don't know who it is, so that's the interesting part because you think you may know, but you have no idea. So, I think I know who it is. We'll see. We'll see if I get it right when you do it. Uh, we'll see. But my thought is, is like the dropping of something makes me so angry. Just so angry. Because all it takes in a movie is one line of dialogue for an explanation of why something didn't work or, or why we've moved on for something. or Just just a one-off line or one-off thing is fine. But the fact that they built the fucking puppet, right, in the Firefly Funhouse, and they did nothing with it. And now it's just like, and everybody's going to say like, well, they're going to wait. They're going to do this. And then they call back to it. Yes. But... Just the fact of that they went about it that way makes me so angry. Just what about this, WrestleMania? What about this? So what if The Fiend wins the Royal Rumble and eventually challenges Reigns at WrestleMania? Will, that, will you forgive them? Because then that's just them laying the groundwork and then kind of pulling it away from you so you get the unexpected. Part of it will forgive. Yeah, sure. I, I I mean, you can always forgive something like that. It's just you can't forget it. It's just like anybody. No, I agree. You know, I agree. and so I can I can... I can be talked into a lot of things. It's just I need to be able to have a reason to be talked into it. I, you know, and I yeah. just I hate I'm the type of person, as you know, that is just never going to let go of something. You know, so it's just like it's hard for me to sit there as a fan who I enjoy Reigns. I enjoy The Fiend very much that I'd want to see it. But I just don't like the idea of they do it to everything. It's just like they just yeah. hit pause and it's just... They change their mind. It's, yeah. That's just what wrestling is, unfortunately. It sucks. But the, here's the thing. In, the, in an other world, whether it's reality television, scripted television, they don't have the luxury of stopping. They had they had to film it ahead of time, obviously. But Yeah, but here's the thing. How many times... Because like, I do agree with your point a million percent, but I can't tell you like the biggest thing that bothers me in TV shows is when they drop continuity. It happens all the time for whatever reason. I think with wrestling, it just happens way more because they're such a week to week and they got to adjust and they change their mind. So it is very frustrating as a fan because there's a lot of TV shows that I love and then they drop stuff like that. And like, think about our Lost. We both love Lost, right? I've never Lost seen Lost. Had... Oh, you didn't? Okay. Don't ruin I'm it mixing, for me. Mixing you up. But I'm just saying Lost dropped more storylines than anyone. And that's one of my favorite shows. Of all time. So here's, here's my, here's my question to you. Does in general, watching television, media, whatever video, whatever you're doing, if you're sitting there and you're watching something that you're really into, and then they just drop a storyline, regardless of how big or small it is, doesn't that take away from you? And doesn't that make you in a, in a 100%, moment? But, that, 100%. but doesn't but doesn't that moment make you feel like less of a fan? And by doing that over and over and over again, and and never calling attention to it, I think that's where they've dropped a lot of their fans. Yeah, and I will say this though, because they do do it all the time. It's been part of wrestling forever. For what it just it just it's just going to happen when you're telling a story. It happens. Things change, whatever they are, different factors. But I will say this. What gives me hope is we'll get to this later in the draft. When they go back to something that you thought they seemingly dropped or forgot about, 
That's when I like it. And we're going to talk about it when we get to the round four, but we're not there yet. So we're going to table this discussion, I think, for now. Uh, Bailey, first pick for SmackDown. No surprise there. Um, even though I thought she was going to Raw, I was wrong. She stayed on SmackDown. Her and Sasha fight at Hell in a Cell. Uh, next up, Randy Orton. Shocker, stays on Raw. Nothing to talk about there. And then the most predictable pick of the draft, the Street Profits go to SmackDown. And I literally was like, WrestleMania. I said to you and the boys, I was like, I hope they just exchange the titles. Like, jokingly. I was being, like, half serious. And they fucking did it. I literally, like, that is one of the funniest segments I have ever watched. Like, oh, yeah, here. Adam Pierce is like, I have a solution. And I got Clarence for it. And they literally just trade belts. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, it is the laziest thing ever. But, like, it's so WWE. It's so WWE. There's so much that I want to go off on, but it's just, it's not, that's not the thing I want to go off on. Yeah, no, I hear it's, you. It's, uh, so you made the comment to us and I thought to myself, okay, I can see it happening. And it did. Um, the, I did, I did chuckle on the whole thing of like, you know, make sure you take Patricia and you treat her right and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, that was good. Uh, but I just, there's something about it where it's just, so here's, here's, here's the crux of everything that makes me kind of scratch my heads. Right. So first off, you have the street profits. Losing a six-man tag the week before, right? So in the previous week, they've they've lost. So they're about to switch the titles, and Ziglorious comes out and says, "Ah, we beat you. We want we want a shot at the Raw Tag Team Championships, right?" However, if you just wait like I don't know twenty fucking minutes, you'd find out that Ziglorious went to SmackDown where the Street yeah, Profits are. No, that's the stupidest that's the stupidest logic <laughs> I've ever know, heard. Stupidest logic. It's so it's it's when stupid. I saw, when I saw them get booked for that match with the New Day, I'm like, okay, they're doing this because the Glorious is going to SmackDown. So it's just, it's one of those things like this is the shit with the draft. It drives me nuts. It's annoying. But you know what? I actually kind of like the Street Profits on SmackDown. I think it does freshen them up a little bit too. Even though there's not a many teams or whatever at least it's like a fresher look like them with the blue background instead of the red background it's at least something different because let's be honest they are they've been the best tag team in wwe for a while now they've been dominant because there's nobody better they're more entertaining than everyone that's why it's nice to at least have the new day back so at least there's two but what if, what would have been better obviously if in that segment they combine the fucking titles and we had a super match in hell in a cell between the New Day and the Street Profits. Imagine that fun short-term feud, and then you would decide actual undisputed tag team champions, but they didn't want to do it. Fuck them. It's because Raw, em. Raw and Raw needs a champion, and uh, SmackDown needs a champion, it's and those, those companies it's need dumb. it, apparently. Fake news, sad. Last pick of the first round. Charlotte, she's still not back, but she will remain on Raw. In plantless, but ready to go. Yes, absolutely. So in the second round, uh, we have more uh, unpredictability. Ah, number one pick <laughs> of the second round. Brad Strowman goes to Raw. Oh my God, who would have seen this coming? Look, I mean, we already knew that Keith Lee was He's jumping at the been bit. On Raw for like a month. Yeah, I know, right? This is this is the part that drives me insane. It's just like the, you know, when you listen, when you here's here's what it is. And yes, I know. I, and anybody gives me shit, go fuck yourself. If you watch wrestling, you know it's you know it's a sales kind of thing, right? Like you have to sell what you're what you're what you're putting out there. People have to buy it, but. God damn it, is Phillips just the worst fucking person in the world? <laughs> like, he's sitting there as a used car salesman and be like, you know, you can buy this car over here. It's practically brand new. It's been here for like six weeks, but God damn it, we can't get it off the lot quick enough, you know? And here's come Braun Strowman, who's been fucking on Raw, like you said, for six fucking weeks. And he's gonna feud against, you know, Keith Lee, which again, we want. But it's just, 
But look, the best part of Phillips is like, and he's gonna have he's gonna pick right up in a shoot with Keith Lee if he gets drafted to Rob. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, Spoiler alert. Yeah, it's just it, the, <laughs> the the non the nonsense that goes on with these things is just. And again, I don't blame them specific, specifically. No, it's I just, not their fault. It's just it's, they're put in like a, a tough spot and like. Obviously, to do a draft in the middle of having storylines, they want to break up storylines. It is what it is, but you know what? Like, if we're gonna celebrate the good parts of the draft, we gotta fucking poke holes in the bad. Sure. And the other thing too is what I would say is, and then this is the stupidest part because of the way it. Like, I understand why they do it this way with the you know the season premiere and all that stuff, which is nonsense to begin with. Uh, the other thing I would say is like we've talked about on this program. I think you bring it up an awful lot is the grace period that drafts are not finalized until the day after Helena sell. Like that's what I would prefer. You know yeah. what I mean? Wild card, bitches. You know, until then, they have have your one month of fucking wild card. Get it out of your goddamn system for a whole year, and then let's move on. I agree. Uh, next up, Daniel Bryan stays on SmackDown. No surprise. But here we go. Next three picks. Mid-card to upper card. Uh, single superstars. Matt Riddle to Raw. Kevin Owens to SmackDown. Jeff Hardy to Raw. So a lot of big changes there in those divisions. I like all three moves, WrestleMania. Well, Seth Rollins doesn't want to even touch Matt Riddle, apparently, if you look on social media. So that's <laughs> that's the, uh, the the ship has sailed on Neither that. Neither does Fox. No, nah, apparently. So that's that. Uh, he can bro his way through whatever he wants on Raw. Uh, He'll be fine on Raw. KO, here's the thing. And here's here's where I, I, I don't want to be misconstrued on what I'm going to say here. I feel as if Kevin Owens flip-flops too much to Brands. And he has, he, he he has been. Star, but has switched in every single draft since they yeah. started doing drafts since whatever it was, 2016. It's just, it's hard for me because he's the big show of drafts. Where well, he they don't know flips. what to do with him. He's too good, but not enough where like they always want him to be at the top. So he's like that big name that they can put anywhere because they're like, this guy can work with anyone. He's a rock star. He's a great baby face. He's an even better heel. Like, it's just one of those things that's. He's stuck in that. He's he's too good for his own good. Is what I'm trying to say. No, I, and I understand that. I just I I love the upside of Kevin Owens, and I love what he does. And clearly, I'm a KO guy. I just I I I will watch everything he does. He just he's he's television. He's he's it. Having him and Miz opposite is good too, because they're both like the same type of guy with like that talk show and everything. Like I think it makes sense to have them separate. But WrestleMania, you know why I really like it? Who else is on SmackDown? Well, not yet, but later in the draft, who stays on SmackDown? Right, Sammy. Sammy Zayn. Yeah. yeah. And whether they're fighting or whether they become a tag team, and here, here's one for you: Street Profits, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, long-term feud. Oh my God, that like, I want it. Imagine the promos. Imagine the matches. Imagine the excitement. The super hot fire. <laughs> Mini Hope, let's go. Jesus, I almost thought you vomited a little there. Yeah, I probably overmodulated. What else is new? Jeff Hardy, da 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 da. da. Nobody cares. Let's move on. I, I actually I like it for him on Raw. I think it makes sense. And he's a guy where I know you're not a big fan of him. He's not my favorite either, but like he's good. He's popular. It just he's another guy like you can put it with anyone that matters. He stays with the fiend because I still want to see that feud. Um, so I think that's a win. But yeah, moving on, third round. Here's the one that drives me nuts. The first pick of the third round, Raw selects Retribution, the fucking terrorists who molotov their facilities and trying to wreak havoc on them. First of all, like, it's one of those things, like, to keep the retribution thing, they shouldn't have been drafted and just showed up, because that's kind of their thing. Sure. But for Rogers to draft them, it's just like, I don't know, it's a flaw. You knew it had to happen. You knew it was going to happen. This is just a poor timing thing. That this storyline kind of overlaps with the draft, so it is what it is, but, like, it doesn't mean I can't hate it. 
I want them to stay on Raw, absolutely. And I like what happened last week. I'm excited going forward to see if they actually don't fuck this up. But this is one of those things where it's just like, I think it would have been more beneficial for everyone to just do the obvious thing and not fucking draft them and just have them stay. Sure. But whatever. You could have, what you could have added here too, which was in my head the whole time because Adam Pierce can't help himself to be on television, would have been just to have retribution because he's apparently been the guy trying to get retribution off television. All you have to do is they grab Adam Pierce. They're not drafted, but they, they, they force, they force Adam Pierce's, you know, hand because he can, authorize things uh and then he he forces them to be picked to raw that way that makes sense like yeah. you, you you put the the official you know up on notice that person can go squawk back to the executives and then they have to pick him because something bad could happen and they don't want something bad happening on their show that's or something you could do here's something else you can do they advertise for mustafa ali to talk on raw which he didn't which i know everyone was up in arms about it but to me it makes sense because ratings wise people were already watching this week for the draft so why not leave something for next week that people want to tune in for? I think that's the Mustafa Ali's promo. But what they could have done is maybe like the, near the end of Raw, they're like, look it, this was no surprise. We were quote-unquote in this draft pool, but we weren't going to get drafted. We were never getting drafted, but we're not going anywhere. So you don't have to draft us, Raw, because we're going to stay here and make you pay. Like They could have done something like that yeah. too, but whatever. They took the easy way out. Speaking of easy way out, not really, but the next pick, first pick of the third round for SmackDown, Lord Sullivan! <laughs> I was so excited when I heard ding, 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 ding. I went, this is, those those three little keys that happened before it thing. Oh, <laughs> man. Those are, that's literally music to my ears. I, this guy is comedy gold for us. I cannot wait for what happens. If Will Sasso and Mojo Raleigh had a baby, <laughs> it would be these guys. The no neck on this man, the hair on this man that is not on his head, but on the rest of his body is <sighs> just ridiculous. It is, it is just uncleansed. It is just ugly. It is unnecessary. I love me some Larth. I love it. I think it's great. Uh, I was surprised he went to SmackDown because he seems like he needs to be on Raw to get that, uh, shoehorned in factor in that third hour for a while before he becomes something. Uh, I think it's going to be hard to put him in on SmackDown, to be honest with you. And I, I don't see what feuds that he can um, do. I can tell you right now, one feud that makes a ton of sense is Big E. Another feud that makes a ton of sense is if they're going to teeter with Roman to give Lars a title shot, it'll happen at some point. Here's, I, here's... Think I, I think there's definitely, there's definitely guys, enough guys on SmackDown. And I think like, I mean, this was a, a total heel round for SmackDown because they obviously picked up King Corbin as well, which surprised me. I thought he might move, but there are a lot of heels on SmackDown. I agree with you, but that doesn't mean someone can't turn. I don't care. Uh, Lars KO, I think that's probably going to happen first. That, I think, is the immediate one. I know he's fighting Jeff Hardy this week, but in the wild card invitational, but Lars Sullivan, Kevin Owens, I would think that that's going to be booked as the first feud. There's my prediction. Next up, though. Um, no shock here. Keith Lee stays on Raw. Like I mentioned, King Corbin stays on SmackDown. But the last pick in the third round, Alexa Bliss, as you probably figured she would, drafted to Raw to stick with The Fiend. Look, we were probably, I don't even know if we're going to talk about it uh, anywhere else in here, but that that twisted... Uh, beautiful. Beautiful. Timed properly, everything. It was... I, if you wanted to... Ho- in, my, in my opinion, there were two moments that were non-draft related. This was one of them, and there was one on SmackDown yep. that I thought... If I could freeze this, put it in the freezer, thaw it out later, and have some more, that was that. I wanted it. I loved it. Uh, kudos to both of them because they just they they just they pique my interest in something that has no interest in having any. Uh, for you know the two hours on SmackDown and three hours on Raw, 
these people always pique my interest. So kudos to them. And it's just, I hope it's, I hope it's a thing. And this is, here's the other thing too. I know we've talked about this at nauseum, but there'd be so much more fun to have like a mixed tag titles. Like instead of like another men's tag title. Well, isn't the mixed match challenge coming back? Maybe. I, I heard that. I think Ray Ray said it was coming back this fall. So the Fiend and Alexa, I think that makes a lot of sense. And uh, they're probably the heavy favorite. I mean, emphasis on favorites. But Alexa's yeah. never not won a mixed match challenge. So never not won. Yeah, team Little Big, team Little Big won the first one. Her and Braun. That's how the whole angle started. WrestleMania, full circle, full circle. Braun needs to find a lady. Maybe it'll be Braun and Nikki, and there's your finals matchup. Yes. Look at I'm booking the territory for him the rest of the year. Mixed match challenge style, baby. Yes, JC is going to be our writer for Jabberknocker.com for the mixed match challenge. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that'd be a great gig. Should we move on to the fourth round? Let's just get this going, yeah. So I mentioned it earlier. Um, we had a big return, obviously, and they called back to a storyline on SmackDown where, remember how Elias was out? He got hit by a car, which <laughs> Jeff Hardy was accused of, but we know it was actually Sheamus. Well, WrestleMania, Elias first picked to Raw in the fourth round. is immediately bringing up that Jeff Hardy thing. And with the last pick of the fourth round for Raw, Sheamus comes to Raw. So all three of them are in the same place for the storyline to play out. The other picks were Sami Zayn and Nakazaro. Huh, it's funny they're a team. They stay on SmackDown. And Lacey Evans, a big acquisition for Raw as well. Somebody else that I, I just feel like they just undid everything on SmackDown. Like literally everything she did on SmackDown did not matter. Back to Raw, unpause, let's do this thing. It's just she's a good foil for Asuka. Not necessarily right now. But I'm I, team Lacey and I think she needed Raw because on SmackDown – there wasn't enough time with Bailey and Sasha being such a focal point. There wasn't enough time for her to have time to develop. Same thing with Naomi. Her and Naomi coming to Raw, extra hour to work with, fresh feuds, home run for both. Do you think? Do you think Lacey could have a talk segment? I think that that's something they could probably yes. have. I think Lacey's one of those things when they do pull the trigger on her, probably as she continues to get more experience, she's someone who's going to have a really long reign, and I think it's going to be like it's going to be really good because, like you just mentioned, there she can talk. Then give her her cup of tea show. Like, she does things that nobody else can do on the mic, like, that we've seen. Like, she's just so natural at it that when everything else catches up, I think she could be, like, the star of the show. Sure. That it? No, no other analysis? No. For that I... round? All right, we'll go to round five, then. This round, you want to talk about a who-gives-a-shit round. Nikki Cross to Raw. Zaglorious to SmackDown. R-True stays on Raw. Apollo Crews back to SmackDown. Thank God. And Daba Kato, the last pick. You talk about a waste of a round, this was it. All right, so here we go. Davocado. I knew it! I knew it! I said, WrestleMania's going to have a Davocado rant. Yes, let's hear it! <laughs> All right, so here we go. First off, I have, I have a theory that Raw Underground is dead. They're just not going to call attention to it. They're just going to... They got it, COVID, baby. No, I know. And like I said, that big guy should have done temperature checks, but they didn't do it. So now he's screwed. <laughs> and now, thank you, Raw Underground is officially gone forever. So they got this and, and whatever the fuck his other name is, the Artuos Fosos, whatever his name is. Artuo Ruas. Yeah, it's too fucking hard. Too fucking hard. No, it's not. You just... Baba yeah. Dabakato, whatever. So this mumbo-jumbo <laughs> bullshit, whatever the fuck this big oaf is, is going to sit there and fucking be on Raw's Underground with Sweaty Shano, and he's going to do this whole thing where he basically has a 500 record for whatever reason and he goes and does his entire thing on raw underground and so we're just gonna we're gonna just negate that raw underground is gonna be a thing i guarantee it and these two idiots that have been the only focal point before besides our boy riddy mo by the way who's definitely a supplemental pick uh drafted to raw drafted to raw because he's our jobber boy but 
the stupid Baba Kato thing, Daba, whatever the fuck. I can't decide. Is it Baba? Is it Daba? Is it Yaba? Is it it's is it Jaba? Daba Kato, aka Daba Doo We're gonna change our name to Daba Daba Knocker because that's exactly what it's gonna fucking be. It's gonna be a goddamn the Daba jobber. Knocker the, podcast. The Daba Jaka Daba Paka. That's exactly what it is. He's just. He's just some big old, mark my words about Daba Kato. He's going to take a Daba shit in the fucking ring. He's going to be so unlikely. He is going to, here's the thing. He's going to be pushed to the fucking moon. 24-7 champion. Nobody's going to care. Nobody's going to care. And this motherfucker is going to be sitting there doing stupid shit all day long. And it's just, he's gonna, he, all he needs to be is a heavy for somebody and I'm fine with it. But they're going to push this guy so fucking far down my throat. I'm going to be, JC, I'm telling you right now, this fucking guy. It's just there's no there's no credibility to him. Not one. You well, can't tell me there's the any credibility to him. WrestleMania, take him, take Arturo Rojas, take Riddy Mo, put him in retribution, baby. Does that even matter at this point? Honestly, I don't know. They can be called Dick Slap, Lick <laughs> Dick, and Dick Face. I don't know. Daba, Daba's yeah. Daba's Daba's a shitty name to begin with. So you know yeah. it's fine. Like I said, worst route of the draft. Fucking no, seriously. Up. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're going to tell oh, yeah, me. More? No, no, no. I just want to say this much. Are you actually excited for Daba Kato? I'm not. No, I don't give a shit. It was just, they just put him there because literally Steph said it. She's like, oh, my my brother loves this pick. It's just Shane McMahon saw him. He's like, oh, this is a big boy because I'm like, daddy, and I like the big boys. Daddy, daddy, can we put my buddy Daba on TV? He's so good, daddy. I want to watch him, daddy. Come on, daddy. He's going to be so good. And Vince is like, oh, Lars is better, but sure, son, you can have Daba. Here's the other thing too. They put him in the fucking in, in Raw where he's gonna have a third hour. So that means he's gonna have time, and they still won't know what to fucking do with him. Twenty four seven champion. No. There it is. All these people that were in Raw Underground, if they don't put it back, they're the new twenty four seven title division. You watch him and fucking Riddy Mo and Arturo Rojas and fucking Akira Tozawa, Fatal Four Way of the Giants. Ugh. Sixth round. The first pick in the sixth round, Aura, 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 the big deal, Titus O'Neil gets drafted. Uh, and it's funny because when you hear who got drafted later in this round, this guy went before him. Next up, Carmella goes to SmackDown, no shock. Peyton Royce stays on Raw, no shock. Alistair Black drafted to SmackDown three picks after Titus O'Neil. Yep, they show exactly how they feel about everything here. Everything. Doesn't matter. They don't care about the IC Championship. They don't care about certain people that we love. It's just the end of everything. It, it just There's certain but parts... Certain parts of it suck. But this is a good thing for Alistair Black. I think we agreed he had to get away and he can go to SmackDown. So I guess maybe he continues with KO, even though I think that thing's over. But I think on SmackDown, there's a lot more hope for him and there's a lot more opportunity as more of like the quote-unquote wrestling show away from the promo bullshit that happens on Raw with him. It might not happen right away because I think they have a lot of work to do with repurposing his character, trying to get some semblance of his cool entrance back and all that. Because as we know, the music has been a complete shit show lately. But I think SmackDown's a better fit. And being on a brand with a guy like Daniel Bryan, I think is a big deal. Because when Bryan comes back, I see him asking to work with Alistair. And I think that'd be really good for Alistair. Daniel Bryan always knows how to show people's wrestling off, but I don't necessarily know if Daniel Bryan's the type of person to get a character over. I think it at least it gives him the opportunity for Aleister Black to quote-unquote grab that brass ring, as we like to say. You know what I mean? You need an opportunity, and then it's it's what you do with it. You know what I mean? And I think a guy like Daniel Bryan will look at him just like kind of like KO did. He's like, let me get in the ring with this guy. And it obviously hasn't really worked because one-eyed Aleister just they, – they're just not booking him right. But. Did you just call him a penis? Yeah. Sure. One-eyed Alistair, yeah. winking at One himself. <laughs> He's a penis. 
Uh, well, speaking of, well, not really, but last pick of the TV round, Akira Tozawa goes, stays on Raw because him and Atru fight forever. Fight forever. There were two more rounds, one on Raw Talk, one on Twitter. Um, pretty much Lana, who actually is the number one contender, which we're going to get to, goes to Raw. I believe Natalia and the Riot Squad went to SmackDown. Riddy Mo stays on Raw. Um, Viking Raiders stay on Raw. Zelina actually goes to SmackDown, but WrestleMania. I do want to talk about the two big things here. Two people that don't have brands. Shorty G signed with SmackDown. So that leaves Andrade and Mickey James as free agents. I know you had a theory about Andrade, but what is also, what's up with Mickey? So my theory with Andrade is, is very simple. Besides the fact that he's going to go back to NXT and become, you know, uh, you know, I can't, Mambo number five. El Legado de Fantasma. Yeah, but I no, honestly, I think having him Mambo part of the Fantasma, yeah, whatever the fuck he was when he started in fucking Mambo number five. But besides that point, I, I would love to see him on NXT. I think getting him away from Zelina is fine. He's already he's already been on SmackDown. He's already been on Raw. He's he needs. Here's the thing. He, he needs Zelina. <laughs> here's here's the thing. Here's here's the honest to God truth. He needs to be rehashed in some way. Some way. We I don't, agree. So having whatever worked is fine. But we've tried it on Raw. We've tried it on SmackDown. It doesn't work. So we have to send him back to NXT. I have, think Phantasma makes sense. Phantasma makes sense because I think yeah. that if you look at it, those guys are great. And here's the part where TJ is going to lose his fucking mind on me. It's headed by a guy who's holding the Cruiserweight Championship. I'm a size shamer, as we know. And honestly... But what if Andrade hmm. wins one of the... What if he wins the North American title? That's fine. But that's the thing. I'm just saying. I'm saying Phantasm right now is is, is leaded, led by... Excuse me. A guy Sigh, in the Cruiserweight. Shamer. But Sigh, shamer. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's something that... And, and of course... I don't disagree, here comes, here comes TJ coming out of the fucking woodwork going... But, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Ali is a Cruiserweight. He's holding on to Retribution. And it's just like, dude, he's probably over 205 right now. Just saying. We also haven't met the exalted one of Retribution, which it's is going to be Eva Marie. So. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Eva Marie has purple hair, so she's closer to joining the Dark Order than anybody else. Let's put it that way. The Dark <laughs> Order of WWE. Be, she could be the Anna Jay of Retribution. Oh, stop. Oh, stop. She could. No. Eva Marie's. Eva Marie. Here's the thing. Eva Marie to NXT makes more sense because you know what NXT needs? Ratings. You know who brings ratings? Eva Marie. Sign her up. Give her the belt. Piss off, TJ. Make him watch her wrestle every week when she does open challenges. Ah. Okay. Yeah, I love it. I just, I don't, I don't love it. TJ literally said, he's like, I think Eva Marie would be great, but don't let her wrestle. So I want her to go to NXT and wrestle every week. Just so he has to write about how great she is. Because she is. I, I, I still think if Eva Marie comes back, having her part of the Robert Stone brand is amazing. That's I think that'd be slam dunk. Home it is, it is. Yeah. It makes perfect sense because it's the quintessential can't wrestle, but Robert Stone will make an excuse kind of thing. It just, it, it, it and makes... It's one, remember, remember her run at the end where yeah. her gimmick was literally that she'd find an excuse not to wrestle every match? It was fucking gold. Yeah. With the fucking uh, announcer dude, like, and now, Eva Marie! Yeah. So they look, and then so look, we can't forget about everybody's favorite MILF, uh, Mickey James. I think that having her back in NXT would be great. I think that having her down there. There's a lot there... of people in NXT right now. Here's though, the thing. The here's, here's the thing. Here's 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 and this is the thing that uh, you know she's in a twilight. She's in the back nine of her career. Um, I think that a lot of it's going to be that maybe they're getting her ready to be a coach in the performance center. I Absolutely. Think, so but... I think I no, but here's the thing. You, you, if you have the the longevity that Mickey James has had, if you've had the success Mickey James has had, she can. Here's the thing, the other thing, and I'm not picking on NXT all the time, but I am picking on NXT right now. 
there are a lot of women up there. Or sorry, well, I guess down there consecutively because we're in Florida. But there are a lot of people in NXT that are never going to reach their full potential in NXT, and they may never reach their full potential if they get to SmackDown or Raw. But with somebody like a Mickey James who can bring that stuff out and help people and know what they're looking for when they get to SmackDown and Raw, I think is a huge asset for somebody that, to go up against a Mickey James because, honestly, there's not a lot of name value in the NXT women's division. Like you can't. Amber like, Moon, hold Rhea on. Ripley, Io Shirai. Are hold you on. Me? Hold on. That's boring and recognition in the main roster. Hold You're on. You're high. You're high. Rhea Ripley is not a star yet. Will be. Will be. She fought against Charlotte at WrestleMania. And lost because she got yeah, to the exactly. moment and fell down. That's what you're supposed to do. But Rhea Ripley, Io Shirai, and Ember Moon, like those are, those are legit stars. Here's, 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 here's where I'm going to lose you. Here's, here's where I'm going to lose you. Ember Moon, not for me. Well, you're an idiot. No, That's you, fine. You can call me an idiot all you want. Fine. She, she, you when, can you can you can give her a mohawk. You can put her in a fucking when mask or whatever. Healthy, nope. When she is healthy, she might be the best women's wrestler in the world. Lies, full of lies. Are you kidding me? Lies. Are you kidding me, bro? This is coming from Sasha Banks, number one stand, who no. is the best women's wrestler in the world. I don't Amber think Moon so. is that type of talent. The only thing that is no. holding her back is character-wise, she hasn't got there yet. She's she's never in going, the ring. She's in the ring. I'd put her up against anyone. Here's the Charlotte, thing. Charlotte, Sasha. Doesn't matter. Bailey, doesn't matter. Hiroshita, you name it. Doesn't matter. You know what? Her character sucks and it never will be. If she's going to be howling at the moon and being some type of motor, whatever the hell she does with the motorcycle. So bullshit, now you're a wolf shamer. Yep. Hairy people wow. scare me. There it is. I'm, wow. I, I, I want everybody to be hairless. Hair because you can't grow it. It's true. It's true. That's what it is. It's jealousy is what it comes down to. Some people like you who can dry an entire full beard right over there. I'm staring at the whole time with your stupid I Dean Ambrose haircut. And I your, haven't shaved in like a week. You get that stupid neck beard and the whole goddamn thing. Yep. You look like Jeans Ambrose. That's I don't why I get it. I don't go anywhere anymore. What am I? Like, I went to my chiropractic appointment this morning. I was like, I kind of look like a werewolf. Oh, well. You, you know what? It, at least it's Halloween time, so you can get away with it. But other than that, once it gets to November 1st, buddy, I want to see a clean-shaven JC. You want me to Movember? I want you to Movember it. I want you to just do a clean old stash. Ooh, I don't know if I can do it. Oh, we, we've done that before in WrestleMania. All right, all right. Full man's chew. I don't know if I can even do that. You can, actually. I'm looking at you right now, your stupid face. My stupid face? Yes. Oh, ooh. That is fake news. You must have a mirror. All right, can we just whip through the rest of this bullshit? Yeah, let's, uh, you'll always be in my shine. Uh, for me, my favorite part, ooh, besides the ricochet, which we already talked about, which is probably my favorite thing of the week, I really enjoyed Big E Sheamus WrestleMania. I thought that was a really fun false count anywhere match. They went, they were just, they, there was destruction. It was nonstop. Both these guys, I think, busted their ass. Yeah, look, it was a big, big location. I love that they went out into the parking lot. I love that they had kendo sticks and duct tape, and they fought everywhere. I thought that's one of those things that they miss a lot of the times when they're watching these stupid, you know, falls count anywhere matches. That they they don't go anywhere. So when they, when it ended in the backyard, the backyard, the back lot of the parking lot, I love that stuff. I think it gives a dimension of stuff that makes me very happy. But I will say the one thing that I really fucking loved, and this was an A plus effort on and everybody's part on SmackDown, I loved watching Roman Reigns sit at that table. Watching him talk about things with like you could see the fish tank and like all the, the stuff behind him and just just disapproving Paul Heyman. I'm just like, this is what I want. This is exactly what I want. I want him sitting at a big table. I want him not wrestling. I want him talking about how he's making everybody more money, how he's doing things and making people famous. I love it. I think it's great and I can't love it more than I already do. I am so sold on this entire Roman Reigns thing. I am sold on this Jey Uso Hell in a Cell I quit match. I think it's going to be great. I think the match will be a banner. I'm kind of over the story because I thought I thought it ended perfectly and they whatever. So I don't think I'm ever going to get back to the level I was, but I think the match is going to kick ass. 
Uh, Nestlemania, speaking of a match that won't kick ass, but I'm very excited, is uh, the Battle Royal main evented Raw, and Lana, after being put through a table for the fourth or fifth straight week, won the Battle Royal and now gets a title shot after all the shit she's been through. And it's just like this, this is just so ridiculous that it happened because we were talking in the thread and like you were bashing Lana, whatever. And I'm like, Nestlemania, you need to have some hope because Lana used to be such an integral part of WWE TV. She was so good in the Aaron Rusev's initial run. And I was like, you gotta have some hope. Not 10 minutes later did she win the fucking Battle Royal. I've never seen the Nestle curse work so fast. Well, let's, let's, just, let's be honest. Let, let, so let's tell I'm everybody really, at home what happened. So what happened was she has this whole thing where she breaks up with Natty. She said, don't worry about it. At least you didn't get thrown through a table. Not 40 <laughs> minutes later, she got put through a fucking table. So that's the part that they're all laughing at. And But here's the other part, though. I was still trying to be positive about it. And I turned that positive around into a negative and then back into a positive because she's now the proud owner of a number one contendership. So technically, oh, Nestlemania's curse was uncursed by the end of, of Raw, if you look at it that way. I don't know. I don't know. About You're, welcome. You know You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. WrestleMania, I told you before this happened that Lana was going to be part of my hope. She still is. Okay, so good. I can't wait to hear it. I can't wait to hear it. Do you, you have any more shine? No, I mean, honest to God, I mean, there's so much. It was bullshit. just a lot of, it's hard right now because it's kind of like that wild card territory where there's some things that happen on SmackDown. Like on the, it's just like, it's all over the place. So let's just go to the heat and what you didn't like this week. Where do I begin? Well, let's let's just let's just piss through it all. So first off, I will look very closely on my notes to SmackDown. Uh, Matt Riddle and Jeff Hardy uh, becoming the Matt and Jeff gimmick that they were trying to pull. Cole, stop it! It just it's so fucking stupid. The bro. What stuff happened is, at the end of that though? Yeah, exactly. Lars, Lars with his sweaty palms. Lars. Uh, you attacked we, everyone, including Miz and Morrison. It's true. It's true. And then you know we do that whole that whole dance and and, and sing and all that stuff. But there's not there's not um a lot going on here. The other thing too, here's the other thing that we were talked about. And again, you're I know you're going to defend it with there's too much on Raw and SmackDown with the draft. Otis gets a continuance for for stupid things that we've already we've here's the thing. In my opinion, Otis and Heavy Machinery with the Miz and Morrison and Mandy thing was already Velcro. We pulled them apart. We did it. There's no need to go back to it. It's fine. You can say continuance, or you can just say he dropped the lawsuit well, because he went to Raw. That's fine. They got to finish putting Otis over because, like, pulling Mandy away from him, you had to cement him on his own, and they haven't done that yet. So there has to be some sort of resolution with it. It's, it, it I agree. It's played out. They got Mandy successfully away, but, like, Otis is your money in the bank holder. If he's ever going to cash in that fucking contract, like he has to be built where at least if he's going to lose, he has to make you think that he might win. Sure. And they haven't got there yet. Okay. That's fine. You know what? Uh, You know what? You're right. Let's move on. Thank you. Uh, they had a KO and Fiend match, which again, I thought was going to be a little bit more like when we see KO next, he was going to be a little bit more KO-ish when he came back on raw. Unfortunately, he was too giving with his body on raw. So whatever. It's a thing. So slow burn. It is the ending, but the ending with Bliss was cool, as we talked about on SmackDown. I thought that was great, uh, and the Raw thing is, uh, we already talked about as well. Uh, so again, not terrible things that are happening here. We had Orton's random ass promo that was just there for Drew to interrupt and to have some sound bites and some brawling B-roll for the package for Hell in a Cell. We're just gonna call it from now on. It's gonna be give me that sound bite, give me that B-roll. That's exactly what these things are sometimes. And they, you know, they they were in the middle of the the main event segment, uh, you know, before commercial, after commercial, the whole thing. So it took away from everything. I don't know if it was there so Lana could. Get her fucking W. I don't know, but it was just, it is what it is for me. <sighs> There's not a lot going on here. So here's the other thing, too. So they have Mandy and, uh, you know, Dana having a tag team. They have the whole, this is the head scratcher for me. They have the whole segment where they talk, 
Then they have a tag match where they lose in a, you know, jobber alerts, you know, kind of way. No, they won. Oh, sorry. They, Mandy they and won. Dana won. No, 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 I'm sorry. I'm talking about Natty and Lana. Oh, okay, losing, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, jobber alert style, uh, which is whatever. It's a thing. And then, of course, we have another segment. So Lana had three segments necessarily uh, in that whole thing, which is a little and too she much. Ruined, she ruined that Miss TV segment, which wasn't terrible but it got real bad the minute she came out well let's 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 call it on the carpet here mandy rose looked comfortable talking and then dana looked uncomfortable yeah. and then Mandy's of course it got worse really with natty and lana dana is not a good promo. no and it was just because so, honestly like mandy like mandy's in her groove right now but she's being dragged down by dana brooke as you predicted when they got together so anchors anchors away every yep. time i see her i don't even know what they're i don't did they say that their name was what did oscar no, they, call they, them they, they put uh, sexy, sexy, flexy friends. Well, that's or the other funny thing is Oscar loves Mandy now. Remember yeah. they have like a blood feud, like yeah. that, whatever. It's that's wrestling. But... Is that what she called them, the sexy flexy fans or whatever? Right? Yeah, something. Her sexy flexy friends, but I saw they put it. Mandy put out on Twitter this morning. They're looking for a name, so nothing's been set in stone yet. But it sounds like they're gonna let the fans. Well, there's there's Manda, the, there's Manda, and there's also my personal favorite Dandy. That's what you know. They they have Manda the, Rook. Yeah, Danda Rooks. Uh, Dandy <laughs> Dandy Canes. Dandy Lions. There you go. We're the Dandy Lions. There you go. Yeah. Stupid. It can't be Dandy's Donuts, can it? Why don't you just Why don't you just call them the big, busty, flexy blondes or some <laughs> shit? Just go full Vince. Just yeah, just 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 flex and bust. That's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. The busty flex. The busty flex sounds like something you're gonna buy for nine ninety nine. The busty flex. Uh, no, look, it just there's so much randomness as we talked about. So I don't want to I don't want to beat it over a dead horse. Considering we went really hard on the draft analysis, but you know we had this. So here's the other thing. Poor poor. Poor fucking Jeff Hardy can't get words out of his mouth. Says a tag team match, a triple threat <laughs> yeah, tag team match. He's had too many tag matches. Or you know, you can make the the low hanging fruit joke. I will not because I just don't go that route. Uh, but the match again was great. I, that's the stuff that you know video games are, are made out of essentially. Um, I didn't like that there was a little bit of a smudge at the end of it for certain reasons, but there were certain reasons that I did enjoy it. Uh, so we'll we'll talk about that later. Survivor Series is coming up. I wouldn't be surprised if we had more brand-to-brand invitational bullshit. Yeah, but. I'm sorry. CN, I'm sorry. CN also had a jobber alert as well against Garza. That was fun, uh, but yeah. it, it's not that great. I think, honestly, the the way they're doing it, I think they're kind of writing off Andrade off TV for a while. Maybe him and Charlotte have a little honeymoon plan, and maybe when he comes back, they want to kind of build suspense, whether it's NXT or whatever, but... Honestly, I think a little time off wouldn't hurt his character. So letting Garza go over as he went away and Fiend and Alexa to go over, I think made sense. I don't think anybody's going to care. No, nobody's going to miss Andrade. I don't disagree, which is a shame because we know he's talented, but he needs somebody with him to get him there. And Zelina has been that perfect person. Maybe when he comes back, it's someone else. But I think we agree that he needs someone to speak for him. I think that's pretty much all I got in the heat. So let's do this. All right. Should we get hopeful? Let's get hopeful. Glorious. You are my only hope. Well, Nestlemania, Lana. So my original hope was going to be that since clearly WWE had no plans for her, that, you know, if Rusev's the best man in AEW, maybe Lana is the best woman in AEW and could be BFS with Penelope Ford. But you know what? Maybe they, that still happens. I think that would be interesting because Rusev and Lana were so great together before. Why not give them freedom and let them do it somewhere else? But... Since she's here on Raw, your favorite champion, Asuka, has to defend her title against Lana. Now, Lana's already done the unthinkable and won the Battle Royal. And we know this match is probably going to be dog shit. But just imagine this, Nestlemania. How would you react if Lana defeated Asuka? I would laugh. Laugh. Me too. And that's why I want it to happen. Because fuck it. Just at this point, fuck it. Lana, it it could be a transitional type thing, but like, why not? Why not? It's your season premiere. 
Like, Asuka's had a great year, but, like, why not, like, throw a little wrench into this for a minute and just, you know, we don't always love when they just do something just for clicks, but having Lana win in a fluky way and win the Raw Women's Championship would get people so hot and bothered, especially with, like, the whole, like, oh, my God, ever since Miro debuted, they've been squashing Lana. Imagine if she won the fucking championship. I thought uh, Miro said it perfectly on Twitter. He said, Rocky was a jobber until he won. So there you go, Lana. That's my hope. Why the fuck not? Give Lana the title. Hashtag JC knows. Hashtag JC's hopes come true. The fact that you even remotely put Rocky in the same category as Lana is I atrocious. did. Miro did. Well, the fact Miro that you, you put it back into existence, you jerk. Don't do that. Rocky I is thought, amazing. No. Yeah, so and I'm not, talking about, I'm not talking about Ray Ray's dog. I'm talking about Rocky Balboa. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was a, a nominee for Tweet of the Month. Tweet of the Month. Not Tweet of the Year, though. So There's a lot of good tweets this year. Anyway, my hope is very simple. So we know that the Miz and Mandy and Morrison and Tucker now is all on Raw, and poor Otis is swimming upstream by himself with his little bunch box. So here's my thought process here. You're going to have to go on a little journey with me, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Uh, so basically what we're going to do here is say that uh, the Miz and Morrison are going to have a feud because clearly, as you've seen, that the Miz is going to keep Morrison in, in harm's way until Morrison gets, you know, that baby face rub, essentially, from Miz. We get that whole thing. We elevate Miz up to the upper middle card, I guess, a little bit. And then we get to the point where the Miz finally is the person to take the belt off of the Mac. Because I want it to happen. I gotta put it. I in do existence. too. I'm put in. it into existence, right? So the Miz has his whole thing. He's got his. He's got his two television shows. He's got his two kids, his wife, and he's got the WWE Championship that he can remember. Hopefully, this time, if he doesn't get concussed in the main event, <laughs> and then here's the definite, definite thing that needs to happen because he does have the Money in the Bank briefcase. Otis then cashes in on the Miz and goes back to Monday Night Raw. Because he can do it, because it's in the briefcase, it says it can happen. They keep fucking saying it can't, but it can, no matter where you get the briefcase, because it's happened for before, and you have everybody back in there with Mandy celebrating with Tucker and, and Otis when he has a championship. doesn't have to be for a long reign, as you talked about. A transitional champion's perfectly fine. You can get Lars. You can get anybody. I don't care who anybody goes to run. <laughs> Lars versus Otis. No, just, yeah, exactly. But no, I think that'd be an interesting way. Everybody's side, like literally everybody but Otis is on Raw. So I just feel like it would be so much better to have Otis be like, nah, nah, I have the ultimate ticket to, to right my wrong. And you just wait for The Miz to have it. I think it's an easy way to go. The Miz deserves it too because The Miz is just that, that guy that deserves it. But he just has so much value. And having Otis getting a shot against Reigns, I don't know if I, I can even – like I can't even fathom if this None is going to be good. Can, I can't even fathom him against Mac though either. It has to be like something – The Miz, exactly. It has to be. Yeah. It has to be against, a, it has to be against a, a, a heel that is beatable, like a JBL heel. But it's just it's just not in the cards. And they're getting closer. It's going to be November soon. So we're going to November, December, January, February, March, April. April. So we got less than six months away-ish You know, before you're going to have to kind of pull the trigger on this thing. Or he just – he loses, which to me – I hate when they just have they hold it on for that long and then someone just loses. Like it just let's just get it out of the way. So for me, I want to see the Miz win and then Otis cash in on him. That would be fucking amazing. That's my hope. Hashtag Nestle's hope come true. Hashtag Nestle knows for sure. Well, Hashtag you know. Don't act like you don't know. You adding all those hashtags just made it not happen. So that's a shame. But oh well, don't call it a comeback. New Day Rocks. You know what? I wanted tag teams and they've been splitting them up like crazy. But I'm happy that the New Day is back. We have legitimate champions on Raw um, for the Raw tag team titles we did before, but now I guess we have them on both since they did the switcheroo. But I'm happy especially to see our boy Xavier Woods back. He looked great too, man. He's fucking ripped. Uh, quarantine and rehabbing has done him well. Always good to see Kofi back. It sucks they got split up, 
But like I said, I'm excited for both roads, for the Kofi Woods Road on Raw as a tag team, and for Biggie as a solo star on SmackDown. So no better duo to give my comeback to than Kofi and Woods. My comeback comes with a guitar as he smashed it over Jeff Hardy. I was excited to see Elias because I completely forgot he existed. It was a nice reminder that he was doing something great. Uh, before he stopped, I think having a live concert in the quarantine era isn't necessarily going to be the greatest thing in the world unless they totally fuck with the crowd noise. I hope noise. he's a fucking heel. Just make him a heel, and I'll, and I'll be Oh, in. they will. They will. Face. Based on his promo anyway. he, with uh, Kayla yeah, or Charlie, he has to be a heel. But uh, yeah. just the fact that he's facing Jeff Hardy, the whole thing. He hit me with a car. Like, I was I was already in it when he was like, he hit me with a car. Why am I supposed to forgive somebody? He hit me with a car. You know, just, I'm in. I think that, you know, Raw's perfect form. SmackDown is not a place for Elias. Raw is definitely the room Agreed. for Elias. So I think, again, he doesn't have to be a main eventer. He's got plenty of room in that middle of the card. So I think he can do just fine. And I'm excited to see that we have new people. We have uh, new faces on Monday Night Raw. So let's do it. Elias, I can walk with him as much as I want to. There's my that, that, That's my comeback. Excuse me. And since you're finished with your comeback, we're going to go to the big finish with WrestleMania. I did research this week. And I got a preview for SmackDown season premiere. The Raw season premiere. AEW's gigantic show where they have all four titles on the line. And NXT, I don't have a preview for because I couldn't find anything. But Finn Balor did have jaw surgery. So that obviously is a big impact in WrestleMania because he's the NXT champion. That belt is cursed. You want to talk about a Nestle curse? That NXT championship, man. The men's is, is cursed. Cursed. Yeah, not great, Bob. Not great, but yeah, nothing else to talk about NXT. Um, uh, you know what? I'm going to socialize the pod for us because jobberknocker.com, that's where you can read the weekly write-ups of NXT by our boy TJ, AEW by our boy The Joe Stopper, and Impact Wrestling by our boy Dom. So obviously out there in Jobberknocker. We actually, in uh, when PWI releases their top 100 women wrestlers of 2020, TJ has already collected our results for our top 10 women's wrestlers of the 2019 to 2020, October to October, I believe he said. So be on the lookout for that. That'll be exclusively on jobberknocker.com. This podcast you're listening to on iTunes or Anchor or Spotify or Stitcher or Google Play or YouTube. Five stars, five flames. Like, subscribe, download, tell your friends, tell your dogs, tell your wives, tell your dog's wives. I don't know. Tell everyone. Uh, hook us up with that rating because it's a big deal and it helps us a lot. Twitter at jobberknocker at Nestlemania at JC of the JK at DQ of the JK at Ray Ray of the JK at the Lady2411 at Joe Pollock 47 at TJ of the JK and at Dommy Feds 33. Facebook jobberknocker, Instagram jobberknocker because we're everywhere you want to be on social media. So, JC, you said there was stuff on Raw and SmackDown season premiere. Let's get yes! to it. Yes! Season premiere of SmackDown, a Universal Championship match between Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman. Even though we know Strowman is on Raw, we know he's going to win. Will this at least be an entertaining match, WrestleMania? I honestly don't care. I don't. I think. Right. That, I think what this whole thing is is give me something that I'm supposed to care about. And why? Here's the other thing too. Like I know it's a season premiere, but come on, come on. Like we got Hell in a Cell in like less than a week. Come on. Like not this week. I, but by next by I, that time, it'll be a week. Come on. I'm with I'm with you, dog, but it is what it is. Speaking of, Lars versus Jeff Hardy. Who wins this one? I'm assuming Lars because it's his show now. Have a Lars bar. That should yeah. be his finish, the Lars bar. And honestly, WrestleMania, I know we don't like six-man tags, but are we going to get a little teary-eyed on Friday when the New Day has their last match for now as a unit against Sheamus and Nakazawa? Absolutely not. I will be so happy to see that ship sail. I think it is time for everybody to go their separate ways. How do you say goodbye to yesterday? I'll tell you right now. You say it with a big wave and a big smile, and you say, shut the fuck up, and let's do this. 
Well, you're an asshole, and we don't like you. So we're going to go to Raw, where, hey, that man again, Braun Strowman has another match on a season premiere because he's larger than life. Braun Strowman versus Keith Lee. What? What? I'm excited for that one. I think we should definitely have a finish here. I think that'd be great. Uh, <laughs> probably not. Probably not, though. I think there's more schmazing <laughs> coming. I think this thing is going to be a freaking disaster. Like, they're going to take down the set or something weird again. Or, you know, maybe somebody gets locked in a trunk and driven away so we can continue this somewhere else, like the Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote. I don't <laughs> fucking know. But, I, I'm, uh, you know, I these two big bastards need to keep going, and I think it's great. But uh, Keith Lee should win, but I think it'd be better to have Braun win than Keith Lee chase that that big W against that big oaf. Yeah, I think, honestly, this is a good spot to give Keith Lee an L because I think it it's one of those things where it kind of, like, it doesn't build him up too powerful, you know what I mean? It allows him to kind of, like, you know, be more normal as we move on. But we'll see. Who knows? Elias, like you mentioned, a comeback concert. And then the Raw Women's title is on the line between Asuka and Lana. Who you got? I have to pick Asuka. I'll I pick have to. Lana. Why the fuck not? Hashtag JC knows. If you pick, if you, uh, if you pick Lana... You can start the show next week with Lana's music, okay? Yes. All right. If Lana right. wins, if Lana, I wins. won't even. I won't even throw what, what the intro. She, what if she wins but doesn't win? The no, no, no. Got to have the strap. Got to have Bullshit. the strap. Well, we'll see. Um, but yeah, uh, why not, Lana? Why not? I don't think she will win, but why not? After JC's hopeful, true. Uh, but AEW WrestleMania, they got a stack show for their whatever. We have all four titles on the line. First up, Hikaru Shida defends against. Big swole for the woman's title. Sheeta, right? Gotta be Sheeta all day. Every day. Twice on Sunday. Will this match be good? Can Hakaro Sheeta drag a match out of Big Swole? Who, honestly, I like the idea of Big Swole, but watching her in the rain is... Whew! It's not easy. I, I'm not a big fan, so I don't... Yeah, I don't, I don't care. Oof. She's got some work to do. Uh, next up, the tag team titles are on the line. This has been a kind of a fun feud. FTR and the best friends. Uh, can the best friends... Get it done. No, I think we're on that FTR train, baby. I think it's going to keep going. I think that these guys need to continue as long as they can because we know that they're on a collision course with the Young Bucks, but apparently we're going to wait till we get a full crowd to get that full experience. You ready, Nestlemania? Yeah. FTR Young Bucks doesn't need the titles. Best friends, like the way they're building the story, I think best friends are going to win the titles on Wednesday and shock the world. And this is coming from an FTR guy, but I just have a sneaky feeling they're going to do it, and then FTR is going to, like, I, I just have a feeling. I hope I'm wrong, because I want FTR to be the chance forever, but I have a feeling. Next up, we have the TNT title, Cody, defending it right away against Orange Cassidy. Like, we all know Cody's going to win, but will, for the first time in his career, Orange Cassidy do a collar and elbow lockup, like Cody said? I, I, I couldn't care less. <laughs> Honest to God, like, this is just, I can't do it. I Like, here's, here's the thing. Like, the reason you tune into wrestling is so that you might have, you don't have an idea who wins. The reason why SmackDown's or, main event or, won't care. The reason why or, Cody's matches, I don't care. Cody like won't people. lose. I care about both these guys, but I just think I'm still at the point with Orange Cassidy is I want to watch everything he does. And I think this is at least like it's something different. Him and Cody could be interesting. I think the way Cody's been wrestling, like adapting to who he's facing, I think this could be a lot of fun, even though I know who's going to win. And honestly, out of all four of these matches, this is probably the one I'm most looking forward to. And that doesn't mean you can't look forward to it. I'm just saying it's just yeah. a foregone conclusion. That's no, all. I agree with that, for sure. But uh, is it a foregone conclusion in the main event that John Moxley will defend his title against Lance Archer or Nestlemania? They're going to switch up one of these titles, I think, on Wednesday. I think it's the tag titles. Do you think Lance Archer could be reigning supreme by the end of the night? Fuck no. Wow, no. that's a resounding fuck no. No, okay. I mean, they, they, they don't... If, if MJF, in my opinion, who has way more of an upside than, than the Mohawk dude, is just... He's just... 
He is boring. I think, you know, Jake Roberts does what he can when I watch, but it's just, it's not enough. I think there's too much of the same stuff going on with too many of the old Hall of Famers talking for too many of the guys. They're having too much of the glory days feeling. Dun, 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 glory days. That's how it is. When I watch AEW, sometimes it is glory days. It's it's Taz talking for two muscle-bound idiots and Ricky Stark who wants to, like, you know, lick his eyebrows with his fucking fingers. And then you have fucking, you know, J- Jake Roberts over there talking for the guy who's seven feet tall and just all over himself with a mo- mohawk. I will say this, though, because I obviously I wasn't an archer guy, especially when he first got there. I didn't get it. But ever since they added the Taz stable and how bad, I, how like boring I think Brian Cage is, it's made me like Archer more. I don't think he's going to win. I don't think he should win. But I will say, at least with him, like, I actually have been enjoying him more. I think they've done a better job presenting him. But yeah, I, I think he's more of a mid-card champion at this time than a world champion. Yeah, if, if he wins, I don't think AEW is going to have any stock go up here. I think it's going to be just a waste of effing time. That's how I feel about you it. Know, you know what I forgot about, actually, honestly? MJF has an announcement to make. Is he going to say that he's joining the Inner Circle? I mean, that's what it's, it seems like. Babyface Jericho has to be happening, and they're just going to kick him out of the Inner Circle. It'd be, it's great television, I think, if they do it that. you know. Well, I think it's, it's also they've been, they've been laying this, because remember when MJF lost, he said, everyone around here has friends. I'm going to make some, so... They've been building toward this, and I think the dissension, like, obviously him and Sammy already pretty much have a feud because MJF, like, won't get him his jacket. But I just, I think this could be so much fun. And MJF and Jericho, like, they're so similar, yet they can be so different that, honestly, this feud, like, if they do allow it to happen, like, I think it's money, man. I think this is a money feud. Here's hoping because they need something. They need a, they need a shot in the arm very quickly. Yeah. So. I think that's everything we we, ta- we tackle. I think that's it. I think we covered the world of wrestling Whew. today. I'm exhausted. I, yeah, I know you are. You did most of the heavy lifting on this one. So I you, know. You but got I, that draft boner. I got my free uh, large coffee today as my rewards points, so I got energy. Whew. All right. On that note, we thank you for listening to all of our draft analysis, especially with the JC uh, loving the draft and everything. Uh, we'll be back next week with more Jobber Knockery. Jobber Knockery.